that, that's something the pandemic took away from me. I don't see your mom ever. <laughs> Honestly, what would you say? Well, I mean, true. I would always run out, run into yeah. her somewhere. Like, <laughs> and I would just hear her. Was, you, you were expecting, you know, that, that's what the pandemic changed. I don't see my parents anymore, but it wasn't that. It was like, I don't see your mother anymore. Yeah, yeah. My, mo- but my mom is one of those. Another person's my mom mother. is one of those. No, his parents. Yeah, man, the pandemic. I, I see my parents sometimes. I don't see your mom anymore. Guys, I'm serious. My mom is a little celebrity. Yeah, I guess really I, I get stopped in the street. I would get stopped in the street. It's like, I'm not going to get it. Welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. Thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to another Dadversation. We got a, a great uh, guest today, a good friend of ours, and uh, we'll go through what he does and how he is helping us. Uh, but more than anything, he has great stories. Uh, he's just a, he's just a blast. So we just, <laughs> let's have him. My on. wife just texted me that I'm yelling, so I have to lower my voice. <laughs> So here, uh, boys, how are you? Good, good, good. My wife does the same thing, Phil, but she doesn't text, stop yelling. You know what she texts? <laughs> we are not deaf. Oh, I mean, she's kind of deaf. <laughs> We're not deaf. That, that, that's an amazing, like, indirect way of just telling you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like that's that's like a Greek mom thing, right? It's like uh, you don't pick something up, and she's like, it looks nice there, that piece of trash. On the floor. I like it. We should put a fucking frame around it. And you're like, yeah, I'll take out the trash. I'm were, sorry. Were, were your parents, did your parents still use sarcasm like, like as if they invented it? Because my father is like the king. Like it was always, like every single day. Now that you yeah. mentioned, now that you mentioned the dirty stuff, his favorite line, especially when we're getting close to that age where we're moving out or, you know, we're getting married or, you know, close to getting engaged and all that stuff. Was, so like 40. <laughs> 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 so so like it was like his preparation thing he's like all right so would, let me know when you guys move out and i'll get you guys a chicken and i'm like what What are you talking about he goes yeah you're gonna need i know i know this one i know this one wow without a chicken i'm like what so like now you don't know if he's serious or if he's joking so you you kind of want to hear the end of it and, and i'm like what are you talking about well who's gonna who's gonna pick up all the worms in your house <laughs> uh, <laughs> because you're well gonna played. be so dirty you're gonna be so filthy yeah. That that's like the original troll. Yeah, yeah. 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 and it's a very and it's a very Greek spirit joke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to picture his dad saying it. Hold on, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's pretty solid. Because because the chicken is the, the chicken is not actually picking up worms; it's picking up shit. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's a double on. No, but ultimately, he's saying you're completely useless and you're gonna fail. <laughs> my parents don't like that, I don't think. My, my parents aren't off the boat, though. My, my parents, my, my, the, we hail from a land of myth and legend called Codenej. <laughs> like, that's where my parents were born and raised. So, like, I never had that. My grandparents were downstairs, and they, they I mean, my other father, um, <laughs> the last king of Sparta, may he live a thousand years. Um, he, he was, like, he would just come in and he would say something. I don't know what the English word for spoda is, but he would just walk in and be like, 
It's a good thing you're not that ugly. And he just leave. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Just like that. Just fucking just drop it and he's gone. <laughs> I was like, right, thanks, man. That that's that was thank you. Thank you. It's pretty it's pretty fucking mean. I did I didn't <laughs> know it was a compliment. I didn't know your parents were born here. I, I thought they yeah, yeah. came here really young. No, no, my my parents, I mean, uh, both of them, I think when they were born, uh, they were living in like the mile end where all the Greeks were. Yeah. And by the time they were five and my mom, maybe six, they were living in Kodanej. Like uh, they had moved. They were one of the few families that followed the building of the Greek community. Like they were expanding into Tremont. So they went that way, thinking everyone would come and nobody came. Phil, for those who are watching or listening, um, he's a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Phil. Yeah. He says yeah. my name. My name is Phil. I just died. <laughs> <laughs> my name tag. Is that going to be on the episode, George? No, Can people see that? Oh, uh, I changed, can't see that. I changed my name in Zoom, guys. So it paid off later, so it worked. That was out. good. My name is Phil. My name is Phil. So yeah, <laughs> filmmaker who uh, who's helped. I've I've worked with him in the past. Uh, he's done some work uh, for me, and uh, we've worked together on some projects. And uh, for those, actually, it, it, it's a good uh, time to kind of introduce uh, this. We we released a video earlier this week. So if you guys didn't see it, funny little video clip. It was edited by Phil. Uh, magnificent work, and uh, obviously we appreciate it. Um, for those wondering if it's not if, if it's not the quality, he didn't film it, he didn't shoot it, he just edited it. So I mean, and George graciously agreed to let me put my uh, my my name at the end, but I, I didn't I didn't want to take away from the show. Also, the footage was so poorly shot, I didn't want to be associated with it publicly. <laughs> but thank you for outing me. That's what I was gonna say, it, guys. If you like the clip. Phil did it. If you don't, we did it. There you go. Simple. You go. It's so, as simple as that. I mean, it's amazing what a little bit of Hunt for Red October sound effects can do to a, a bad footage. It really elevated it. <laughs> is, is that what it was? Yeah, it's Hunt for Red October. That's where that yeah. comes from. With Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yeah. Oh, yeah. They never I caught the that. Red October, though. I saw that movie. It was very disappointing. I don't I don't even remember the, the Hunt for I remember. No Red I remember. <laughs> this is the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> you remember yes. that movie, George? Yeah, it was good. Classic. Uh, I remember. Classic. I remember watching. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil, tell me something. Uh, I, I wanted to. We want to. You know, we we bring a lot of dads. We we question them a little bit about their family, their setting, uh, a little bit what they do. And you have a pretty unusual uh, job. I mean, unusual. It's not like you're common. You're not, you know. You know. You didn't follow that model where I'm gonna go get a job. There's an employer, and then there's me, and then yeah. I work and I wake up. You don't. Have, it's not the regular nine to five kind of thing. Like you actually have to run and struggle for your money, uh, type of thing. So there's many ups and downs and all that stuff. Um, I'm confused. Do people just give you money? <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing something wrong? No, but what I'm saying is that it's very yeah. different from someone that goes to work nine to five and every yeah. week or every two weeks, whatever, you know that there's money coming in your account, right? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So obviously you're self-employed, so there's a there's a huge difference over there. But, uh, well, first of all, you know, what about COVID? How, how, how have you been dealing with COVID? Because I was telling these guys that, that you've gone through so much crap. Fuck, the fact that you're, I, I think that you're slightly hypochondriac. Um you know, you can tell them how many times you've been tested. <laughs> we don't, don't want to. I mean, the testing, to be completely honest, like all jokes aside, has nothing to do with how anxious I am. It's yeah. just that whenever one of the kids gets sick, if four days go by and like they haven't dropped their fever, especially the younger one, who's my youngest is 13 months or 14 months, 14 months this month. Um, the pediatrician, our, we got lucky. Our pediatrician is open. He will see them, but they need a negative COVID test. And whoever accompanies them, 
has to also have a negative COVID test. So every time she gets sick, uh, we get tested. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. I'm not like, I don't care, whatever. Yeah. Um, for the, I've only been tested because I wanted to be tested for myself twice. Both those times, I shit you not, I thought I was dying. Forget COVID. I was <laughs> so sick. Then uh, the first time was right at the beginning of the, like, I remember right before they announced the closing of the daycares, which is when COVID started for me. Fuck whenever everybody else shut down. The second I had no more daycare access, I was like, that's it. It's the end of the world. <laughs> um, so I had a, a four, a three month old or a four month old at home. And the older one who was three and a half at the time. And, and I remember that day with like, I'm sitting, we're shooting this just thing uh, with Pantelis. And he looks at me after the episode, he goes, I feel weird. And we didn't really know about COVID yet. Like we knew, but whatever. And he says, I feel weird. I go, yeah, I'm kind of feeling scratchy. My throat's kind of itchy too, you know? That night he calls me, he goes, dude, uh, I've been watching the news. They're going to lock down the daycares. I have 102 fever. I'm like, fuck me too. <laughs> and we, no. we had all the symptoms, like loss of smell, everything. Um, so I got tested eventually, like once I was well enough to walk. Who knows? Maybe I maybe I had it, honestly, and I just waited too long. I don't know because it felt like I, my brain was on fire. And the last time was uh, in February. My daughter came home, classic, like classic kids. You basically make like a genetic copy of yourself that's, that gives the virus just enough information so it can slip into you easily. Like it gets in the kid, they get a runny nose, the virus fights, you know, it's like, I got to get in here. Once it's figured out the framework, it can easily jump from them to you and just ravage you. Like that cold is a thing. My wife is now living her version of that. A month and a half ago, the little one got sick. She came home, gave the baby a runny nose. I was laid out for two weeks, like all the COVID symptoms. Not COVID, but all the COVID symptoms. My wife, miraculously untouched, like Jesus walking through fucking fire. <laughs> this time around, she comes home with a runny nose. I'm like, uh-oh. The little one gets it. I'm like, it's, it's coming. I've just been waiting for the other shoe to drop for like a week now. My wife is in the other room like half dead she's been sick for five days and she never gets sick somehow like knock on wood i dodged it this time george was trying to prove the point that i'm a nervous wreck um i'm a worrier i worry about things i always have been the pandemic is probably the best thing that ever happened to me to be completely honest why uh, for my for my mental health uh <laughs> because it brought to the surface a bunch of shit that i just never realized like nervous habits just like bad worry like i would fixate on things and i just never knew i was doing something different from other people i mean i'm not like i'm not the i mean i'm not obsessive compulsive or anything i just like i worry about things and it stresses me out you know hence the bald head probably uh and i never realized there was an issue until my all my irrational fears became rational because there's actually a fucking existential crisis happening outside like there's an existential threat we don't know how bad it is, to be completely honest. Um, but it's real. I'm not making it up. I'm not over-worrying. I'm being prudent, let's say. I mean, I wear my mask. Sometimes I don't. I'm, like, I'm not being crazy. But it forced me to deal with all that. And uh, I see a lot of my anxiety in my oldest kid. And she's young. Like, like her, I don't know if I... It must be genetic, man. Because I don't think I ever let her see too much of it. Uh, I started like uh, seeing a therapist in October. I like I fought it. I was like, well, I'm gonna speak to some fucking analyze this shrink guy. It is not at all what I expected it to be. Uh, and actually, just this week, he's like, um, he was it's funny. He's like, I'm gonna miss you. I'm like, why? Where are you dying? Like, what's going on? He's like, no, you're more, you're more or less done. Like, I got nothing left to teach you. It was just a series of, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's skills. It's like, it's think of. 
it's not even coaching. You know what it is? It's it's someone shining a light on a bad habit and saying, okay, like I'm okay. Example, I'm a smoker, right? I'll use smoking as an example because I understand it. Um, if you want to quit smoking, I mean, there's going to be moments where you really want to fucking smoke, right? So you need to have something to put in its place. And I don't mean replace it with something else. I mean, when that thought process goes through your head, you need to acknowledge the thought process differently. And it sounded like fucking hokum, like snake oil when he started telling me this stuff. But I'm going to be honest, like between that and behavioral therapy, like, you know, like Pavlov's dogs, like ring a bell, make their mouths uh, water. Like it makes sense. Like I was a psych major before I went into film. So like I understand the basics of it. Uh, and it's worked. Like, I mean, uh, I haven't, I was having panic attacks daily in the fall. Like I couldn't, I, I did three weeks where I didn't leave the house and we weren't under lockdown yet just because I was too fucked up. I would take her to daycare and bring her home and that's it. Yeah. Um, and that's when I was sick. Like that's what triggered it all. I was like, that's it. I got the Rona. That's it. how I go out, man. And my wife's like, what the fuck? You just sneeze. Like relax. But it was just like a buildup of bullshit, right? But now I'm no, I feel good now. I feel like I don't give a shit. I'm sure Whoa. I'll get anxious one day. Phil, Phil, I feel like I have to charge you for having to listen to that. <laughs> I, mean, many, uh, I think I'm gonna have to invoice you. I like I think I'm gonna have to that, invoice that, you for that. <laughs> you, it's true. You give us some tips too. I gave you some tips, my friend. You're right, you're right. We'll split that, that one's free. <laughs> uh, tell me, uh, tell me on the business side though, man. Um I mean, you you had something. There we go, George, 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 George. You could yeah. have saved all that long intro by saying entrepreneur. Okay. You know when you were struggling to, to with the intro with with Phil. I mean, it's really not that complicated. I'm self-employed. I'm a freelancer. <laughs> there you go. It's no, get straightforward. He was going on and on and on. And <laughs> oh on yeah, yeah, and yeah. on and this and you know you you went into this. You're struggling. Blah blah blah. Money. This nine five. No, you know. I, George loves to tease me. <laughs> Because I, I had a few panic attacks during our other show that we do together. Like, they weren't visible on camera, but, like, I was I was tripping balls. Like, I needed to get the fuck out of there and, like, not be there. So, George is like, bro, you're always sick. You're always sick, bro. Because, like, it feels like chest pressure, right, when you have an anxiety attack. So, I was like, I can't breathe right. He's like, he's always sick, this guy. I don't understand. He's always sick. Me, my in-laws take care of everything. I don't know why he's so stressed. <laughs> no, nobody takes care of <laughs> that's exactly right everyone knows everyone knows I, I tell i meet strangers on the street and i tell them i go you know george they're like no i'm like he's fucking he's not doing shit he's in the basement making podcasts he's just in the basement that's why he thinks people struggle for the money that huh? people uh, struggle i mean i fucking struggle no. i don't know just, yeah, George made it seem, yeah. No, no, no. Because what I was saying is that you, you had something going, and like you had, uh, um, like a steady flow of you know clientele, and and then at some point I was just wondering, you know, how COVID kind of changed everything. Up COVID fucked me, and wait, can we swear on this show? I forgot. Yeah, you could, you could. Swear. COVID fucked me in the ass when it came to comes to my business. Honestly, 2019, 20. So I quit my my full time job because I used to have a full time job. I was like. Uh, Stamp, 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 stamp guy, like in an office, you know, uh, on your dime, by the way. So don't laugh because it was government. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I quit that job, I think, uh, I think it was six years ago. So do the math whenever that was. Mm -hmm. I'm not good with math. I don't math good. And uh, the first two years were like. I mean, I, th I made some money. I did okay. And I had always been doing it on the side. So I was like slowly building up. Um, but 2018, 2019 were fucking great. 
like I was like, baby, what you want? You want a house? I'll get you a house. <laughs> like, what you want? You want another baby? Let's make another baby. I was like, fucking. It was great. It was great. I mean, as a freelancer, the amount of work I was getting, and and I wasn't doing any marketing. It was straight up referrals. Yeah. Uh, it was killing. I was flying. I was shooting private jets. Uh, I was, I was doing all kinds of stuff. Like I, even once a month, I was going to Florida. Like I was going down. A company was bringing me down. Uh, with all the proper qualifications and papers for the border. <laughs> and, um, and I was shooting private jets. It was cool. Like, I mean, it became boring after like the fourth private jet. Cause like, it's like a car. Once you've seen one, you've seen one. <laughs> it's not like they're mine. I'm just taking pictures and videos of them, but it was still cool. Like other clients would see that and be like, this guy shoots private jets. He could easily make my hamburgers look sexy. So like mm. the best, I mean, things were just rolling great. And even when COVID first hit, they, I mean, I couldn't go to Florida anymore. So I lost that gig, but I had other stuff going on. People were sending me edits. I was like, Ooh, I can pivot in this coronavirus. I can do different things. And then it just all went because everybody ran. Yeah. How, how did you end up from there to fucking editing just as dad's material? <laughs> I mean, I did George a favor, <laughs> but I'll invoice you now if you want. I mean, you guys can't afford me just so you know. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, nice. COVID makes it hard. Honestly, it, it, uh, it's clients are scared to do stuff because they don't know where money's going to come from. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, the economy is not doing great, but you, you're doing fine. Right. I was like, you know, I'm part of the economy, right? Like if nobody can pay me, cause I experienced this right before the second wave where I got all this work and everyone was like, yeah, you know, we don't have any money right now. I was like, but we did the work. They're like, yeah, can we have it anyways? Cause we need it to generate leads. I mean, for some people, no problem. I did it. Some of the bigger companies that were, I mean, I could tell they just didn't want to pay up. They didn't get their videos until they paid. But for like smaller local businesses, like why would I, shooting them in the foot is shooting me in the foot. Has yeah. my work changed a lot? Yeah. I started a podcast because I was bored, literally because I was bored. Uh, and yesterday I actually, I'm 15 episodes in. Uh, yesterday was the first time I got a call from an old client who I haven't spoken to in forever. And it was a hot lead because of the podcast, most likely. Like they called me, they're like, hey, we've been watching your podcast. It's great. We really like it. We talked a bit. And he's like, can you make some videos for us? And I was like, there you go. It's, it's I mean, if, if for a long time I was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just doing this podcast. Like, well, it's fun, but it doesn't do anything. But it's actually a form of marketing. So I'm generating leads for myself. Yeah. I mean that was not the goal, but it's a nice byproduct. Because in because in addition to this, you had to leave your old studio and start investing a shitload of money in a new. Oh, place. we're going into everything. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, but like everything just seemed to happen. Like everything time. happened. Yeah, it it really felt that way. Uh, I had a co-working space. It was the smartest decision I ever had ever done in my business, which meant that I had this massive studio that cost me no money. Because yeah. I had all these extra spaces and I was subletting them. It's a co-working space. I met a lot of people from my own industry. So I got to network because of it. And Xenospace was, I mean, it was home. And then the building was sold to new landlords who I don't think ever truly wanted us upstairs. They wanted access to the business. It always felt that way because they were not, I mean, they weren't nice to us. They weren't mean to us or anything, but they weren't helpful like when we needed stuff. And I mean, I remember sitting during the first lockdown in my office, filming one of the first episodes of Film My Hole. And a drill bit came through the floor and almost went through my shoe. <laughs> yeah. That's when I that's when I called Pantelis and I was like, we need to move. Like, 
So <laughs> that that was the like the final the final one. Oh, I'm still yelling. Sorry, sorry. I got another text. Um, so the studio became unusable. We couldn't shoot there anymore. We couldn't do anything there anymore. And we realized it was time. Uh, I had a partner in the space. He's my uncle. Uh, we sold it to the new landlords and we went on the hunt for a studio. I was stu- I was studio-less, like studio-homeless for, I think it was four days, where technically I didn't have anywhere. But the studio we built is, I mean, George has seen it. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's not without its issues. It has some soundproofing issues, but it's pretty awesome. And this all happened, I guess, the end of the first wave and then in the lull in between. And then by the time the second wave came up, we were fully operational and then we got shut down <laughs> because Corona. Are you seeing anything <sighs> around at all or are you pretty much there? Just wait. Are you are you seeing anything kind of turning around soon? Or like, I mean, you, you said that you just got a new client and stuff, but do you see any like in the near future, like like back, back to normal, normal for you? Uh, not for a long time. I mean, depending on how, look, for me, it used to be that I would sell people on the idea of making them an awesome video and I'd move on. Uh, I learned right before COVID hit that marketing was changing slowly, but changing to more of a, less of a quality. And I don't want to say I'm going to make, I'm not saying like you give them bad quality, but less of a big production and more more productions right i mean even you guys know that for this podcast like you want to do a lot of stuff yeah you need to have stuff going on all the time um so clients had started and the, the florida gig was like the first taste of that and then i did one afterwards like at the same time where basically i end up being like a, i almost operate like an employee i'm on contract obviously but like i i'll show up like x amount of times per week and i'll shoot whatever i can and I, i'm just constantly putting stuff together right, right. that should have taken <clears throat> excuse me uh five years to come to like fruition like as the new normal COVID turned that into it overnight like I've been doing this since 20 I think 2009 is when I started film school or 2008 I forget uh so like I'm, I'm coming up on a decade now right that I've been doing this and like earning some kind of money from it because I, I did have a part-time job before the idea that a client like that I could look at like a job board and see video maker for hire wanted. I mean, that shit didn't exist. When I went to film school, they literally told us, okay, welcome to film school. Thank you for the money. Uh, 98% of you will not ever make a video in your lives. 2% of you, well, we'll split it. So like 0.01% of you may do what you want to. The rest of you are going to hold cables on set, maybe work on a commercial. I mean, there was no work. My, my, when I told my father I was going to film school, he threw a spatula at me. <laughs> a spatula? <laughs> like he was making, it was hot. He was making hamburgers. He just tossed it at me. <laughs> I still remember. And like, I remember talking to him like uh, two years ago and he's like, I can't believe you're making a living. Like, <laughs> he blew his mind. Not I'm proud of you. I can't believe you're making a living. <laughs> he still doesn't believe it. He can, I don't believe it sometimes. Oh man, it's crazy. But like what you said at the beginning, like I don't have a nine to five. I don't have the stability. I don't know where the money's coming from. I mean, yes, it means I have to hustle more. Um, but I mean, I don't know how you people who have a nine to five job and have children. I don't know how they do it. Like <laughs> my flexibility is the only reason my children aren't dead in a ditch. <laughs> if it wasn't for my flexibility i don't know how we would do it uh, it's just another it's just city. another way to adapt man like i mean chris and george i mean you know they have regular jobs you know I what mean, do you guys do i have no idea 
It doesn't matter, bro. Don't ask, don't ask questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking actually, in depth about my life. Podcast. That's off podcast. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, George's schedule changes quite frequently, but he does a lot of hours. But Chris has a regular job. So, But I think it's just a matter of, you know, getting your shit in order and just organizing yourself. You would have figured it out, man. I don't think it would have been that tragic. Um, probably not. I Maybe not that. It's, it's not like, complicated, man. The daycare holds them until you're able to get them. Yes, I understand the premise of the daycare. Thank you, George. No, but I mean that's that, that's how you do it. No, no it's not for me, it's the, the regular job. It's the mornings that I don't understand. Because like, me too. maybe it's because we let her because I was flexible. But I, I don't know. It's like she's going to elementary school next year. I don't know how I'm going to get her out in time. Like I can't even imagine it. Our our drop off time right now is eight thirty. We get there on nine thirty. Nine thirty, <laughs> like a whole hour late, dude. Nine fifteen. At first, they were like, "You know your pickups." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." I know. They just stopped saying it at some point. <laughs> oh man, I don't, I can't. She loves to sleep. I mean, when what, she was what, a baby, what, it was what time? Great. What time does she go to bed? Uh, eight eight o'clock. I think I think you have you have a year you should start though. Yeah, I know we've started already. Like we're pushing it. Like today, my my wife has a, a CPA course tomorrow, so she. She needs her out of here early. She, I go, okay, how early? She's like, um, 7.30. I'm like, wake up at 7.30. She goes, no, no, be at school at 7.30. I laughed so hard, I hurt myself. <laughs> She's like, this is not encouraging. This is not, you're not encouraging me here. You're not helping. But oh, are you going to have the busing service though next year? So I'm in charge because we only have one car. I'm in charge of school pickup and drop off. But my wife decided that we're not going to have the bus. Okay. Yes. <laughs> because she's too little. I mean, look, I don't disagree. My my daughter is the same age as Chris's. Uh, mine goes shopping. Mine goes. Mine goes to JPA by herself. <laughs> <laughs> Chris That's gives cool, her the man. money. She knows how to do math. <laughs> you give me a pack of crepe. <laughs> Bring me some dumbbells. Regular, regular, regular. But Phil, you know what you're saying is it, it's it's. it's it's strange, but it's not strange because, and I was having this conversation with my wife the other day, and we we're comparing how our parents were and how we are. And um, I think we're talking about high school. And she's like, uh, you know, when she's in high school, you know, I mean, like the first year or so, like, I mean, we're still going to bring her to school. I'm like, what? No, why? Like, she's going to go grab the she's bus. She's going to get beaten up. No, you're going to grab the bus and go to, like, she's like, but Sequan, they're too little. I'm like, I took the metro when I was in Sequan. Yeah, like, so did I. What's the problem, you know? Isn't that, isn't that a seven-year premature conversation? No, but, yeah, well, it just came up like that. It's good to have these Whatever. conversations. Oh, no, George, George, it, 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 you were exactly one kilometer from your high school. No, but still, we yeah, but the, the high school, it's actually much closer than my high school was to our house. Okay. Uh, Try much, not to think that far ahead. Yeah, it's far, uh, man. All, Seven all years. I'm saying, all I'm saying is the is the mentality where because you're sure. saying that you don't want the kid to go into the bus because she's too little. We went in a bus when we were in kindergarten. I mean, yeah, it felt little compared. I to don't think I did. You didn't. I did. You didn't. I'm go not to sure. There. I I know I did the bus. No, I did. Grade one to grade six. Um, <laughs> kindergarten. I'm not sure. I don't think I did because we lived very close to the school. I think my dad used to just drop me off. Right. But I mean, five years old on a bus with kids who go up to the age of twelve. I mean, I kind of get it. Well, um, I, I know where you're coming from. She's also very. My daughter's very. I mean, she's very little for her age. Like, like I said, my daughter and Chris's daughter are the same age, and like his daughter is like a, a foot and a half taller than mine, and she's <laughs> average size. 
Like she's not a big kid. She's just, <laughs> yeah. uh, like people, they hear her talking to me sometimes when we're out in public and they're like, oh my goodness. You know, like, you know, very, very waspy people, obviously, for some reason. Like, she speaks so eloquently. How old is she? I'm like, what? She's she's going to be five soon. They're like, what? They think she's like two and a half. She's wearing a 2T, man. Me and my wife are like, do we get her the 18 month T-shirt or the 2T T-shirt? She's little. Yeah, that's puny. She, yeah. I mean, that, that was hurtful, but yeah. <laughs> like cute bully cute puny yeah yeah she's, she's petite she's petite she's, she's a lot though you know she's a big attitude i always tell her like, well, you're really small like shut up you're gonna get beaten up like you guys don't run your mouth because she's not that big oh I, I i treat my kids like like freeloading adults like that's how i talk to i mean the baby's a baby oh, but that's what they are. I mean, my kid, my kid's smart. She's smart enough to like understand. Uh, I'm not playing the my kid's smarter than other people's kids. I'm just saying she's smart enough to understand uh, like sarcasm, uh, changing the tone of my voice. Like I never did the whole, who did go baby? Like when she yeah, was yeah. little, we didn't do that yeah, yeah, ever. We just spoke to her. I mean, we <laughs> failed at teaching her Greek completely. She doesn't, I mean, not even a little. Uh, she knows like five words in Greek, so that should be interesting when she starts Greek school. <laughs> She's gonna pick it up, man. She, I think <laughs> she sounds like a, like a, like a mid nineteen nineties Albanian child who just came to Athens. It's bad. She it's bad. I'm I'm nervous about. I feel, <laughs> what a I comparison! Feel like... <laughs> we might have to edit some of this. They had an accent. <laughs> uh, George, yeah. you can take the bus. No, we're less than a kilometer from the school. So you just take him? Yeah. But I mean, is it, does it but fuck for the day? first year? The first year I had the, um, my eldest for his uh, kindergarten, they were renovating. So we had to bring him to the school to take a bus with his whole class to the other school. I mean, that's not, that's, that's a weird situation for the It was kid. weird, but uh, the lunch lady that they did their lunch break with and other, and the, the like the people that are associated to their class were on the bus with them. Yeah. Like, walked them through it and all that. So we were very comfortable that it wasn't your typical pickup or anything like that. It was like a shuttle. It wasn't really the bus, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had a very bad bus experience all through elementary school. Like uh, my bus driver really disliked me. Who did really you have? Did. Well, you went to a Greek school? Yeah. I had, you got, did I you get a to... bar in the head? No, I'm not that old. Remember, I'm younger than you guys. They had changed you the laws. Get a bar on the head. <laughs> uh, no, I had bala, balasam. Bala. Missed the, the terror from Sri Lanka. The, the, we used to call him a wrestler because he had that crazy hair. Uh, he hated me. <clears throat> he once physically threw me off the bus. It was moving. <laughs> oh, wow. um, and he did it in front of my house so like it, it, like it. people saw him it was a whole thing funny story years later he ended up working for my grandfather and i used to bring him his paychecks it was great <laughs> great. great good guy actually i mean like i was a kid i was a piece of shit i was annoying um but the bus was always weird and i lived so close to the school that they would pick me up first with fucking stupid and I'd stay on the bus the whole hour to do the three-minute drive. Like, I would get picked up first, dropped off last. I lived the closest to the school, except for, like, one other kid. But normally, the closest to the school gets picked up last. But I was closest to the outward, like, because I was further out. Like, uh, I wasn't on the same block, but I was super close. Like, I was just down Van Horn. It wasn't far. Right. I used to purposely miss the bus, so my dad would take me. 
Like I would do everything in my power to miss the bus. I'm like, just take me to fucking school, old man. Come on, eat. I didn't eat my cereal. Look, I'm so hungry. Oh, cry, cry. <laughs> <laughs> my father would have beaten the shit out of me, man. What are you talking? Different about? Different generations, man. Exactly, Different generations. Yeah. You were a fucking force fed you with a funnel, right? No, no. We, we, we were we were used to buses. My my parents never drove. They still don't drive. We never oh, had a car. All, eh? We've oh, never wow, owned crazy. a car. Well, yeah, the first... you guys owned the car, but you were the driver. Yeah, that, that that's what I was going to say. The first time we owned a car, I was the driver. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, but no car. The only one we have other friends like Andre. Andre. Uh, Andre. Didn't, didn't... No, I'm not talking about the car. Oh, I'm oh. just talking about like having immigrant parents. Like this whole. It's just such a weird. I never experienced it. Right. I always had a buffer between my grandparents and me, which yeah. was my parents. And like my parents would say the type of stuff you guys are saying now. And I was like, all right, doesn't seem that strange, but it seems so foreign at the same time. It's it's weird. Yeah. Like I, I mean when I used to it's a I big started, contrast, man. It's I mean, guys, uh nobody ever contrast. hit me. Ever. No one ever hit me. I mean, no, that's not true. My dad hit me once. I was 14 years old and I deserved it. Uh, I did 100%. I look back on it now. Hold on, hold on. Between you and me, is it the only time you deserved it? I probably deserved it a lot more, but this time I like I I spoke back badly in public to my mother. That's how you end up in film school. (laughs) (laughs) No, the lack thereof, bro. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I was still scared of him. I think I think violence against children is important if it's implied. Like, I never knew if my dad would hit me. He never did, right? But I never knew if he would. He had, like, it wasn't, I wasn't afraid of the physical, like, uh, consequences. I was afraid of, like, what if one day this fucking guy snaps? This mellow, I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, George, but, like, the other two know my dad. Like, he's the most mellow dude ever. He's, like, he's so nondescript, he he wouldn't even, he's too average to be, like, an extra in a movie. He's just, like, you wouldn't even notice him. And I was like, ah, this guy might kill me one day. Like, I just didn't know. I didn't know. And that was enough to keep me in line for most of my life. Uh, the wild card, huh? It's the wild card. You don't know. It's like the little guy in a samurai movie. What's he what happened when you were a fool? Did you steal his car or what? No. He, I mean, he just found out about that now when you said it. I was older. Uh, no, I, I, I spoke... I said something. I was like, it was that period. You're like 15, 14 years old. You got the ribbed deep V-neck on, the frosted tips. You're a douchebag. I don't the understand you. The frosted tips, bro. Of course. The black, cha- the black uh, like lanyard necklace. You know, I'm just... Oh, wow. No and you're, test- you're testing all the shit you do with your friends, with your parents. Is that it? No, my, my mom said something. I don't remember. It, I made like a really inappropriate sex joke. We were in we were in a friendlies in Massachusetts. It was my mother, my sister, my dad's three sisters, me and my father. And my mother said something, and I made like at her expense like a dirty sex joke. And he he didn't even flinch. He just slapped me in the back of the head. But I wasn't expecting it, so my face went forward into like we were eating like ice cream sundays, and it just like shattered like <laughs> some mess. And he looked at me and he's like, "Go to the car. Go to the car." <laughs> It's, it's, it's the U.S., right? Like people are like, "Oh my, oh my word!" Oh, I thought it was go to the car for beating number two. No, no, it's like get the go to the car. Don't say anything. <laughs> like he, he, oops, he fucked up, you know. But uh, I bet if I tell, like, if he watches this, he'll be like, "That never happened. Never happened. You made it up." <laughs> I guarantee it never happened. It, it fucking happened. 
Well, that's but, not really a beating, uh, Phil. I don't know, man. I, I never said a beating. I never okay, said okay. Beating. I it was just a little, a little t- tap, tap you on the back. It's yeah, like and I wasn't expecting it. That's not a slap. It was a, it was a fup. It was the upward yeah, angle yeah. in the back of the head. <laughs> I never said he beat me. I said he never hit me. I, I know once. guys. I know guys. When their dad was through beating them up. They were all sweaty and tired, exhausted <laughs> from the beating, from giving it, from giving, from yeah, 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 like from giving beatings. They had to sit down, and or or it's like, Dude, give me my pills, give me my pills. It's like they just finished the hockey shirt. Give me my pills. Give me my pills. I don't feel well, you know. So that's, this is that's like not all right. No, no I know. Right. Of course, not all right. But just to, it just goes to show you what we've seen in Park X versus your reality, where it's like you got a tap on the head. My father hit me. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like it was quite yeah. that way, but okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this conversation was started by, yeah, I never got the beats. I had a better life than you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I didn't get beat because I, 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 I never. I mean, I'm sure you got a lot of this, like the shaking I, hand. I, I got, I, I got a few. My mom, like a few things, like a, like yeah, putales mom, and stuff mom, like that. Moms don't count. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I used to like slap it, it, like just hit my shoulder. I, I never got a beating. I, I got Philip. I I got the eyeballs. I got these crazy eyeballs, like the the stare down where it's I like. Mean, oh yeah. I wish I, I wish I got a beating. I wish it's, nice. like, it's like give me the beating. Don't look at me like that. Don't stare at me like that. Just give me the beating. It's that kind of stuff I got. I got stuff like that for sure. I mean, the that's what I was talking. That's what I was trying to encompass to to express to you the, fuck, the intimidation. Uh, yeah, it's intimidation. <laughs> but like, I mean, I do. I I don't know about you guys or if it's allowed anymore. But I do that to my kids. Like, like sometimes uh, she does something. If I have to repeat myself more than twice, I don't say anything. I just stare at her. And sometimes my wife's like, you got to stop doing that. I go, why? She goes, she's crying on the floor. I go, but I didn't say anything. She goes, you, you, dis- you dismembered her with your look. I'm like, well, I, ca- I can't hit her. I can't yell at her. I can't not yell at her. What do I do? Nothing. How do you, discipl- how do you discipline a child? How do you? Today, discipline? you yeah. don't. You, you hope. <laughs> you oh, hope. Man. You just hope. You pray no, you know you're not, <laughs> you're not okay. You, you, you know how you discipline a child, bro? You do everything on your on your do not do this. Do that. I mean, <laughs> do what you're not supposed to. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, guys, some days I feel like a monster. Like my wife will yell at her. It, it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But she doesn't seem very phased by my wife yelling at her. Like she she's like, okay, I'm in trouble. I'm four and a half. I won't remember this tomorrow. Uh, but like, I'll shout at her once, like on a Monday in February and like a Tuesday in August, she'll be like, daddy, I go, what's wrong? You know, I was just remembering the time you yelled at me. I was like, whoa, whoa, what are you about? remember that time that I was climbing and I fell and you said, I was like, that was like six months ago. It still hurts. I was like, what the f- Oh, she's so, I mean, three uh, more often. She'll forget she's that one. So, man, it's. I'm impressed. I have to say, like, it'll serve her well in life. She's extremely manipulative. <laughs> it'll serve her well. In life. It will. It will. Watch it really it will. will. It will. She. She can. I mean, Leah, why'd you do that? It's 15 minutes explanation. I was like, yeah, I just didn't want you to do it anymore. Yeah, but you know, and she'll just go on about something. I was like, why am I mad? I don't remember. Like, she completely. It's very impressive. I'm very proud. I'm very proud. Uh, how's the how's the little one though? I mean, she's still young, but I mean, she's uh, starting to walk. So like we're in uh, like free fall mode all the time. Yeah. Like I'm constantly diving. Like she's like, oh, glass corner. I'm going for it. <laughs> so I think she's at like uh, 
she started like two weeks ago, like taking those first steps. She's a little like she's late on it. She walks on her knees, though, which is fucking bizarre. She walks around on her knees like like fucking Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. <laughs> and then she falls and she drags herself like him. Um, Lieutenant so she's Dan like, doesn't walk on his knees, bro. Yeah, he does. He has that's all no that's left. His little stumps. <laughs> he has no legs. <laughs> he never uses them to take steps. I know, dude. <laughs> that's what he means. Way to ruin the real, the realism in it. It was, it was. I was painting a picture. No, but uh, she's like at nine steps or something. But she is the opposite of the. I mean, the the little one was. They're like walkers put. at that age. Like they're they're like doing their own thing there, and then they hear a noise, and then they just turn around, start following the noise. Oh, walkers. I was like, I thought you meant like a walker, like an old lady. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the living walkers. dead, yeah. No, mine's, uh, she's like um, like a like a primate because she's still trying to find her balance. She's like, ah! She like lifts her arms and trying to keep her balance, but she's only at like nine steps. I think we're all primates, bro. <laughs> I, I, yes. Like a small chimpanzee, she walks across the floor. <laughs> um, so she's, I mean, she, they're, they're, I know people have told me and you guys have two kids each. So like they're so different from each other. It's hard to believe that the same genetics made them. Cause like the little, the older one is against all of my better attempts to like not influence her only with girl stuff, pink princess, whatever. All she wants to do is be dressed up doing ballet. I mean, her dream, her aspirations for her life right now are to open up a ballet school and teach ballet. I'm like, but how did you end up teaching ballet? Did you like, were you a ballerina and you did drugs? What happened? She goes, no, I just want to be a teacher. <laughs> I was like, all right. The little one is like the opposite because she's not as sensitive. She doesn't seem to give a, she's like a cat. One's a dog, one's a cat. When there's food, she loves me. She kisses me. Da, 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 da. When there's no food, she's doing her own thing. All I need to worry about is that she doesn't die. The other one needed attention constantly. This one needs protection. Uh, and she beats up the older one. It's it's pretty it's pretty sad to watch because she's almost as big as her already. <laughs> what, an, what an interesting dynamic. It's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, like she punched her in the mouth today while they were bathing. <laughs> she, I mean, she literally wound up and she just punched her in the face. And she's like, she hit me. I'm like, fuck, I know. <laughs> I saw it. And you can't yell at a 13-month-old. They don't care. They don't know what's going on. They're like, this is a hand. <laughs> what does it do? <laughs> but yeah, the, it's, it's like having one was challenging. Having two, I guess I expected it to be twice as hard. It's like a thousand times harder. I assume having three would be like having a colonoscopy all the time. <laughs> I can't even you, imagine. You, you definitely don't go to four. I mean, I'm not going to three. So if I go to four. We've said this many times on this podcast. All the people, I've never all, watched any episodes. All our friends, or at least all my friends that have more than three kids. No, I'll say four to five kids, borderline suicidal. You know people who have almost five kids? Well, oh, I mean, four to five, five four to five. Yeah, four, five, six. I even I, I know somebody that has six. That's too many kids, man. Yeah, that's that's you're just lost. No, you, 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 you there's there's so many kids you lose the meaning of, of life. I thought and, after and purpose three, the vagina just falls off. <laughs> that was my understanding of it. <laughs> it comes off with the kid. Well, we made the genius uh when because my wife had a I mean, I don't know. You guys have like a dad podcast, so maybe it's relevant. I guess it's relevant. When my wife gave birth to my first, uh, we had a very, like, very bad delivery. Like, it was it was touch and go for a while, and it all got very scary very fast. 
Sorry, and because sorry, I'm sorry because and I, you know I, I I sympathize with everything because you know but that 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 first time that that excitement that you feel as a first time father for Phil it took so long that he filmed the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? After the third day, I was so worried. I couldn't. Oh, I, man. I, I didn't know because you can't really do anything, right? There's there's no way you can help. Uh, between like my mom barging into the room and asking questions in circles that made no sense, and my my mother in law trying to exercise demons from my wife by putting icons all over her oh my uh, to help the doctors. Like this is <laughs> this is the chaos that was going on, and my wife was completely <laughs> immune to all of the pain drugs. Like they were going through her system in under a minute. Like she'd be. Oh, the pain is gone. And then screaming at the top of her lungs. So like, there's nothing you can do. You're just like, good job. You're like, good job. So I, I she, I, in one of her lucid moments, she's like, start filming things to keep yourself busy and to let people know, like post for our families because people keep calling and it's getting annoying. And that's how that happened. But like, George, I completely forgot why I was bringing that up. Um, You were talking about, uh, yeah, the, well, that, that experience when, uh, when you were expecting the your first child, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. That's why people don't interrupt people. Yeah, that's what happened. George stepped on my. He, basically, George interrupted me to say exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let him say it. That's okay. I do it to him all the time on the morning show. You can watch the morning show Wednesdays and Fridays at 10 a.m. over <laughs> at Pantelis Comedy. What time? What time? Like I don't know. What time do we start? 10. 10. 10. Yeah. Is this live? Yeah. Have you never seen the morning show? No, because people oh. work. He works. Just These put audio, work, man. Right? Put a fucking ear pod in. Guys, your, in your... A, a, adults work. I mean, George is an adult. <laughs> yeah. George, what time does your father-in-law work? I at? should check it out, man. I like this stuff. You're funny. Oh, we're, man. I like we're, we're, we're in the same boat, Phil, bro. You, both you and I, it's like we enjoy our sleep. We wake up when, whenever we want. I was that's that's you. not what's happening. What? Yeah, wait, whoa, whoa. How are you doing this? Tell me. Tell me secrets. That's exactly what you were saying. That you, don't, you, you, you wake up whenever you want. No, is that what you? I never said that. I said my daughter wakes up whenever she wants. <laughs> that freeloading little human who lives doesn't here. That, no, that dude, that. I'm uh, right now. If I was busier, I would be screwed, like with work, because the one thing I never had to deal with uh, during the early months of this, my wife was on home. She was on mat leave. I didn't have to do shit. Yeah, it was great. Chris too, right? They're the same age. The kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, he's just like, yeah, it was good. I just fucked off all day. It was great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was great. And now I look back on those times with fondness and sadness because I'm daddy daycare now. Like I take the older one to school. I come home. The little one, I play with her for like 20 minutes. So that like, uh, like the handoff between my wife while I'm gone with the older one, uh, I put her to bed around 10. I work for two hours because there's no shoots happening now. Anyways, it's all other stuff. It's editing and planning. Uh, around lunchtime, she wakes up. I feed her. If I remember to eat, I eat. Then I now have to entertain her and keep her alive for two hours. Because my wife's in like Zoom calls all afternoon. And then around 2.30, she goes back down. I get 30 minutes to like pretend like I'm learning guitar. And then I got to go pick up the other one. And then it's chaos. And then it's all over again. <laughs> Every day. It's fucking, it's, it's the same thing. Every day. It's Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to be with a kid all the time. Well, wait, can I, can I just say something? Because yeah. uh, nobody reacted to it, but I did. And I felt, I felt like you insulted 75% of the audience on this podcast. Me? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean... Uh, uh, if you remember to eat, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I have a priority. 
I mean, I know you said, you know, some of us work, so you can't listen to podcasts. <laughs> uh, but like, man, I would never want to eat. be on mat leave. It's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. The, the, the male brain was not made to deal with that much time with a child. After a certain point, I was like, kid, I, what do you want to do? You want to? Like, the whole culture will disagree with you, Phil, on that. I don't give a shit. I let agree them, with you, but let the whole culture disagree. will disagree. I mean, we we can do it. I'm not saying we can't do it, but it's inherently harder on us psychologically because women have a chemical um, connection to the child, right? Oh, well, more than born. that, yeah, chemical, spiritual, everything. Yeah, I mean, spiritual. I, I mean, like, look, that whole thing, you know, when you first meet your kid. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You know, that moment when you see your first kid, everyone's like, you know, right then and there. I, I didn't have that. It took me like six days to bond with her. I was like, because <laughs> I expected to have some kind of overwhelming emotional experience. And I didn't. And I told my dad, he's like, what did you expect? I was like, what did you feel when I held when you held me the first time? He's like, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I'm like, Good job. Good job. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I wasn't in the room. I wasn't there. But they, they didn't let us see. He was back. actually. He was. He was. Yeah. No, he's like, I don't know. You were cute. I was like, thanks, dad. Uh, but like, I didn't have some kind of overwhelming thing. And she was very small. And like, she wasn't um, like she was under underweight when she was born. So they're like, we got to take her to like the NICU and do a bunch of shit. And then they stabbed her with uh, like a needle in the foot to do uh, like a blood, blood sugar yeah. test. Yeah. And I, I like, I don't even know this human being. And I just, I'm just sitting there crying. I was like, are you all right? I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. I'm like, why are you stabbing this poor child? And it took me a few days to really have that experience. The other one though, who was, I mean, the delivery was like 15. It was like getting a hamburger. It was in and out. Um, it was all scheduled, you know, seconds. We, we, we had it down packed this time. I made a sequel to the movie. It's like 18 seconds long. It's like, we did it. Bye. Um, her though, when she was born, she was in distress. And like, I, I didn't tell my wife till like, I, I think two months ago, like she wasn't breathing for a little bit. Who's like when this? she was, Billy. The, the oh yeah? Woman. Yeah, like she had, she turned right as they were about to uh, extract her. I don't know what the term is. Yeah. Like take her out. And she swallowed a bunch of like uh, amniotic fluid. Yeah. So like when they took her out, she was like starting to turn blue and she wasn't crying. Yeah. And my wife's like laying there cut open like a, like a halal butcher shop. Uh, arms prostrate out to the side, you know, drugged up. She's like, how's the baby? I was like, <laughs> she, she looks she looks good. <laughs> like trying to keep my shit together. Her, I bonded with instantly because I, I was terrified. I thought she was going to die. Yeah. Like it was a. they asked me her name and I couldn't say her name. I was so choked up. And all the nurses were like, oh my God, daddy loves his baby. I was like, what the hell did you want me to do? I thought the kid was going to die. <laughs> like it's, it was like, it was a psychological roller coaster for me. You know, you know, so like with uh, with us, uh, and I remember, and it's funny, man, that we're mentioning this because we were talking about this with my wife just the other day. You know, we, you know, the, that whole magical moment and everything for us, it was a C-section because she wasn't turning around. So, us, it was like a like a scheduled trip, man. We we yeah. knew eight o'clock we're going. And we had the taxi, the ride, everything was perfectly timed. We had the baby uh, like on schedule, and then we stayed in the hospital for three days, and then after. Uh, it's like you're so not used to the fact that there's another person now that you need to take care yeah. of. I remember at the hospital, I turn, around, I turn around to my wife and I'm like, you know how I feel? I feel like we've been babysitting a kid for three days and we're just expecting that kid's parents. Okay, come and get your child now. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember like uh, after the oldest, like on this, it was like six days later or something. Uh, I forget exactly how many days, but at some point I walk up to my wife, she was sleeping. I go, yo, 
that kid's not leaving. Like, she lives here now. She's like, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, she's never going to leave. She's like, why well, you want her to leave? I'm like, oh, I don't want her to leave, but she's here. We're still, like, we got to take care of her now. Because we stayed at the hospital for so long because of everything that happened. It took four days to deliver, like a whole day of active labor. Like, I thought my wife's head was going to explode, honestly. And then we they kept us because she was underweight and with all the distress and everything that happened for another, I think, f- uh, four or five days, right? What? So, so when we were like a week in the hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. Like my dad like, was bringing me food, clothes. Like uh, we stayed way too long. And uh, I remember I didn't even leave the hospital grounds for like the first five days. Like I was always in the hospital. I remember going out and like. Um, <laughs> Light. Yeah, basically. So uh, it, we were with, we always had a nurse. Like I remember that first night, she started crying. I didn't, like my instinct wasn't go pick up the baby. My instinct was, nurse, the baby is crying. <laughs> what do I do? Because I had no idea. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, they don't tell you anything. They don't tell you shit. And the, the nurses were being cunty with my wife about breastfeeding. Uh, um, like she was trying, but it wasn't working. So like, just give her the formula. And it was like this back and forth. Like, I don't know, give her the breast and fighting and a lot of tears from the nurses. My wife can be, she's, she's, she can be mean. Um, and we had this <laughs> well, the crazy nurses were crying. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we had this Iranian nurse. I don't remember her name, but she was there for most of the time, like at night. And she would always come and she goes, I teach you how to do it. Come here, baby. Come here, Leah. And she would do this like sing song Farsi accent. Baby was out in two seconds. So when we first brought her home, I used to go, okay, baby. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was something about her. Like I had no idea. Honestly, uh, having kids for you. has been the ultimate. No, it didn't work at all. <laughs> the only thing that ever worked with the oldest was holding her to let her fall asleep. She, uh, yeah, no, the little, the, the baby though, I just put her down and I say, Hey, I'll see you later. And she's like, ah, and she just goes down. <laughs> the, my second child is the universe balancing itself out. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's whatever higher power exists going, listen, my bad about the, we overdid it. Take this one now. This one's going to be easy. Just keep her off the pole and you'll be fine. You know, like we'll keep her off the pole. That's not my, my, mine's the opposite. Mine's the opposite, Phil. The little one. Yeah, it's like the first one was like, okay, it was easy for you. First it was a little too like, fucking parenting. So it, 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 it was too easy for you. Let's give you a little challenge. You, you, you guys could take a little bit more. You know? Except on the sleeping, though. You got screwed on the sleeping with your kids. On the sleeping, yeah. Alex still doesn't sleep. What do you mean? Alex is not one of your children. <laughs> no, but she doesn't sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's always up. She's worried about the kids. No, no, but uh, they they wake up. They're they're both light sleepers, and um, oh, they, always really? call, they call for it. the little one has little uh, what are they called uh, night uh, terrors. terrors? Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, hold on, pause. I've never I've never spoken to anyone else whose kid has night terrors. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It, oh, yours has it too. Oh my, she doesn't anymore. Think I mean, yeah, think, it's, thankfully. It's, how crazy? How crazy is it? The first time you experienced that. I was like, fucking get a priest on the phone now. Yeah, you're, right you're now. thinking, oh my God. Yeah, you're thinking, oh my God. This, this is, okay, yeah. hold on. First time it ever happened. I hear screaming. I walk in the room. She's flailing like a, like a fish. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, I touch yeah, her. Yeah. She starts to scream like my hands are made of fire. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah, of a sudden yeah. she goes quiet. She sits up, pretend like this is me. And she's staring going, look. I, I shit my pants. It's a dark <laughs> room. I don't know what's there. Yeah, like, Greek, Greek, Greeks in, in, in the villages, that's what they did. I was like, go to the priest right away. Like, you know, they didn't understand the psychology of it. I, I, I thought, I honestly, I was like, 
do we do we need to call like a psychiatrist? Like, what's wrong with her? Never, I was I was terrified. I've never experienced. We we I, I we, hope you never do. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 whatever. Look, we've 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 experienced a few. Like, um, I'd say uh, maybe ten. Oh, that's ten. it. That's not bad. Yeah, about ten. Uh, ten, had, like, ten, ten heavy night, ones though. I mean, ten for a month. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, ever, yeah. but and she still has nightmares and stuff. Like, like, the, uh, the did you did you ever go to the three hour mark? Three hours straight. Uh, the longest that ever lasted was about, well, look, I read that you're not supposed to try and wake them. I decided, yeah. fuck that shit. I used to blast it with light because no, I couldn't. No. She, she, she would hurt herself. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it yeah. It would work though. Did it? It would just like, I would, first of all, I would let her get into like the mellow phase of it, which like, comes a few minutes after. And then we would just like, if she would let us pick her up, because sometimes they don't let you touch them. It's crazy. And I would bring her into our bedroom and in the change of room, like as we would come into the room, I would blast on the lights and she'd look at me. She's like, well, like, what's happening? Yeah. And she used to and have them at, she used to have them at daycare also, the other daycare, the one before. Or oh, during her naps. My daughter has, I mean, all kids do, but uh, that's why I think it has to be nature and not just nurture. Like she has, like to do what I do as work, I'm very good at visualizing things. It's one of the reasons why like anxiety became a problem for me because I'm so good at creating things that look real in my mind. Right. Like in a structured way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to do it as a kid. My dad has told me, and like, I would have these, I would come up with these things and I'd be terrified of them for days after. Cause like I had an idea, this, the newest thing, it started two days ago. She comes up to me in tears. She goes, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm like, what's wrong? She goes, what if lava comes? I was like, D- we're good. Like we got no lava. But and she says to me, Yeah, but my brain's telling me that there could be lava, and I know it's not true, but I'm still scared. I was like, Yo, that's way too developed for a four and a half year old. He's like, I'm gonna try and not think about it. I'm like, Okay, I I comforted her, whatever, I consoled her. Half hour, no, the next day she goes, What if a meteorite hits us? (laughs) What I was like, Look, I explained the atmosphere. I was having the same conversation yesterday, really. Yeah, okay, so get this, get this. She told me these things. I mean, it's possible that she's come into contact with like a volcano in a show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this morning, so like she's scared of meteorites and lava, right? This is her thing. I console her. She tells me the same thing about meteorites. My brain's trying to trick me. I was like, look, it's just your imagination, you know? This morning, I turned on the fucking news. It's a meteorite hit in Saskatoon or something. And there's an active volcano going off. In Italy, yeah. I'm going to start asking this kid for numbers. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, isn't that crazy though that coincidence it is, it is. it's nuts yeah of course but yeah that's that's what she's scared of now so she'll i mean she'll wake up at night sometimes but she doesn't come to me at night mm. um she she wants access to me but she knows that there's no use trying to rouse me she needs to wake her mother to then wake me because there's no way that child like she used to cry and my wife would walk into the room like early in the morning she's like do you not hear her i'm like hey, what now like when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. That's me, man. That's uh, me. So deep. <laughs> I sleep uh, for all the nervousness and the worrying. I sleep like a baby. Well, that's why you sleep like a baby. Maybe, yeah, maybe when, I'm exhausted that, from worrying. That's, that's when your brain, yeah, that's when your brain actually shuts down. But a lot of people real. suffer from anxiety, can't sleep. It's like the worst time of the day for them trying to sleep. I've never had that issue. Like I go down, I'm out. Maybe I'll be up for a bit. I'll watch some TV in bed. But like once I'm out. I'm good. Shit out of my way. I'm good with sleep, guys. That's one thing that I'm good. I I can sleep whenever I want, and I can wake up whenever I want. So let's say, guys, it's bedtime. Let's go sleep. Okay, I'll just go sleep. 
Let's say you want to wake up and I only slept two hours. No problem. I'll wake up. Like I can control my sleep. It's a weird thing. I don't know about two hours. I've learned that if I, if I wake accidentally before it's time for me to wake up, the smartest thing I can do is get up. Cause my natural rhythm woke me. If I go back to sleep, I'm done. Like I could get another eight hours and I'll be exhausted. Not that I ever get more than five hours of sleep ever. I mean, I stay up till like midnight. We watch TV, whatever. We try to. We're gonna go to bed early tonight. We're gonna go to only two more Brian Cranston Your Honor episodes. We're gonna go to bed early tonight. It's one in the morning. Okay, let's go. I to bed. like that show. Man. No. Too many holes. I liked man. it. Got my nerves. What? There was zero holes in that show. Oh, you're, you're dreaming. Stop. Which, which show stop. is this? I, I'm going to teach you a term now, uh, George. Stop, stop, the, stop, stop. I'm going to teach you a term. Stop, a term, stop. A film stop. term. It's called red herring. Red herring? All those things that you think are holes, because I've had this same conversation with someone else about the show. Yeah. They're not holes. They're misdirects to take you away from what's coming. Some people hate that. That's fine. I what show that. is this? What show is this? It's uh, Debbie Does Dallas. Yeah, but is it, red herring is not only in film; it's everywhere. It's in speech. It's I mean, everywhere. It's, it's a literary yeah. term. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So oh, he gave a, he gave us a hint about what he does. I wonder. This is a new series now. It's a Showtime uh, mini series. Very very good. I enjoyed it. The the opening, the cold open of the show, like that first setup, one of the best I've seen in years. Yeah. You well, you like it? You like the, the cinematography? The, the cinematography actually wasn't great. The writing sucks. I don't know the about that. The, char- the characters are really poorly developed. That that mob boss is garbage. The whole family's gar- it's garbage. I'll give you that. The the the, the trophy. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. Yeah. He has he's a mob boss and he has all these hours in the day to all to, to, to work on this stupid little petty fucking task. Come on, man. It's garbage. <laughs> it's a show, bro. I'm, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm pulling myself I, back. I watched, it, I watched Not it. Not for you. <laughs> for your subscribers. Yeah. They, they, yeah, don't so watch that, it subscribers don't watch it, don't watch it. <laughs> all 19 of you <laughs> don't watch it no, but uh, I, I, by the way I shared your clip in one of my dad groups on Facebook I wonder if they're going to approve it I'm curious uh, you know what I want to do uh, Phil yeah? this is uh, in the future but I want to do I want to write a documentary with you you want to write a documentary with me yeah, about what yeah, yeah. Like it's all, I'm, I'm hearing where your psychology is coming from and it's I think we could write something nice together. I mean, I like to think about things too much. It's fun. Yeah, I like it. I, li- I like how it's you fun. like to think about things. I want to tell a story about Chris. <laughs> Me? Yeah. <laughs> that can, can I tell a story about <laughs> Chris? Dude, you're, well, entering, you're entering. Let's all take turns. Let's all take turns. <laughs> no, these are stories that will never otherwise come up in this show because I'm not I'm not part of the dadversation all the time, even though I do prefer my tagline, Tales from the Fatherhood. But that one's free. You can have it. Um, <laughs> we'll steal it. I, I gave it to you. <laughs> All right, good. Um, so, Chris, when I was, how old was I? 22, I want to say. 20. First of all, for people who don't know, Chris and George, uh, George Chandra over there, uh, were in the last year of school as I was entering high school. Like, that's the age gap, right? You guys were those cool guys smoking cigarettes and playing guitar. I, I never ladies. smoked cigarettes. Bro. I, I, I did, just I mean, did. you know, yeah, Chris did. Oh, yeah, Chris. Say that again, we were... We were the last grade when you were the first grade. I mean, I, 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 I just said, yeah, yeah, but not in regular high school in the Greek school that we were in on the weekends. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, Aristotelian. So like, yeah, represent. Which so, is, uh, which is years <laughs> later. Yeah. So this was the extent of my knowledge of Chris and George. Like, I mean, I know your brother from school, George. Yeah. Because we we're closer in age. Uh, so randomly, 
these you guys have this like you know this greek soft rock band which is i mean that's how i learned about greek rock by the way like that's where i heard it for the first time i remember walking down park avenue was one of these festivals and your lead singer there your vocalist uh, the tall man he was just like belting out fucking Ella! i was like what the fuck is happening what is what is this music i need i need more of it you know that was the the flame right? the, the the when they were uh, no, no not no, the flame no, it wasn't it was uh, it was one of the one of the, the retiree uh, syllabus no 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 uh, something it was street. It was no no it was uh next to Milos. right in front of uh ckdg yeah, that's that's where you guys were. outside it was a street festival. i mean i can close my eyes and i can see you guys they were running no. 58 they were pounds running. lighter yeah, yeah chris <laughs> with the long hair um anyway so that's how i know you guys right like that's kind of how i know you and then randomly i i, I write a play the first thing i ever wrote uh, i wrote for that school so i can raise money it was a play and uh so i'm like i'm just gonna ask chris who i barely fucking know i'm like bro you want to do all the music for this chris is like yeah okay yeah i'll do that sure i was like awesome awesome so he does it it's fantastic we raise money everyone loves it everyone loves that chris is there cooler people come because chris is there right then i decide a few years later i'm going to propose to my wife i haven't spoken to chris since then so i call him i'm like yo you know this song and he's like yeah i'm like can you come to this place in the old port wait quietly with my buddy in a bush and when i walk by serenade my wife so i can fucking propose to her yeah you remember this of course i remember this man and it was like it was like yeah i'll fucking do it for philip i'll do it man and i was like all right no no philip anybody else it would have been like what for you it was just like i'll fucking do it man i'll do it i'll 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 tell you what my dad once told me uh my my real skill in life is getting people to do things for me It's why I've been able to make like five zero budget indies that had like 40 people crew. Nobody got paid. Like I'm just people, people believe in me inherently. When I tell them we can do it, they're like, fuck yeah, we can do it. And I'll never forget my 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 best man who was with you. He was wearing like the shortest shorts for no reason. Do you remember this? He had come back from a jog. I'm like, what are you wearing? He's like, what? Did I need to dress up? I'm like, well, no, you could wear fucking, I don't, I can see your testicles. Like I was like, bro, it's fine. I got a little exercise in today. Keep the mouse in the house, bro. Nah, the mouse, the mouse was out. Oh, I almost said the mouse was out. Yeah, so that's that's my Chris story. And I'll never forget my wife's face. She's like, oh, it's fucking Chris. It's fucking Chris. He's playing guitar here randomly in this beautiful place on this lovely day. What are you doing here, Chris? He goes, I'm just playing one of my favorite jams. And she starts playing it. And she's like, oh my God, that's like that's my favorite song. And he's like, Well, boom, ring. Babies. That's oh, it. fucking good. It was good. I remember that. Steam. <laughs> Bravo, man. Yeah. That's my Chris story. Oh, man. So, so I'm so, kind of like, I, I, hey, Philip, don't yes. I deserve like an Aforafi for that? <laughs> I mean, I will. Uh, I like you. Something. No, Ella. Look, I have two daughters and you have a son. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's we could talk. Yeah. We could sit that way. Yeah. I just, I just think it's, <laughs> uh, I also have no land to give you, but I have great brand new unworn, uh, Bro, two for one, you're selling your daughter's shirt. Was the, the, uh, the not both? Uh, Phil, the play was the play with the one that I did Karadi in. Yes, that's the one. That's the one, eh? What was yeah. it called? Sons of Deucalion. Man, I yeah. remember that was that was what year was that? That was uh, I had just met Anna at that time, so it was probably 2009, 10, 2009. Okay, yeah, oh, no, I, I remember. I, remember I only met Anna in the summer of like '09 or '08. I forget now. I remember the event. I remember the play. I remember being there. But I remember I the remember music the was people freaked because no one in the community ever heard that type of music. It was like Greek oh, it was good mixed yeah, with you. you. Yeah, 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 it yeah. was great. 
And actually, uh, it's in. The, you know, the, you know what? You know when the, did George send you the songs that I picked, the Locomondo? He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know I, that I, the I know. first, the first time. That's why I said it because the first time I, I heard it was through you. Yeah, that's a great song though. It's a great cover. Yeah, awesome. Every awesome. anytime I hear Locomondo, I get extremely nostalgic. Really? Like uh, I think of my college. Those like the, the soundtrack to my college years, like in a basement filled with smoke playing Pro Evolution soccer until five in the morning. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, but what I was gonna say is that's why I think it's hilarious. Uh, I tried to explain it to my daughter because the other day she saw me cutting your videos, right? And she's like, "What are you working on?" And I was like, you know, this, this thing. I didn't know how to explain it to her. She's like, oh, my God, I know her. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your friend. Ah. Like, she was like, yo, my friend's in a video. Yo. I, yeah, know yeah. I know her. She goes, I think she told me about this. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, kids, they just go off and they talk about stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I was like, maybe. Well, and she's was happy, like, though. Yeah. So I asked her, I go, are you guys like, are you guys friends? She's like, we're such good friends. I love her so much. I was like, okay, that's nice. Like. They're, they're friends. That's cool. Like that they're friends. And I was like, you know, her dad was there when I, he was playing guitar when I asked mommy to marry me. And she's like, whatever. And she just walked away. I was like, I mean, that's a great <laughs> twist of fate. Like you're not interested at all. Oh, yeah. That's what kids I mean, are. The, they just disappoint you. Man. The little one, she that's saw the, she saw, street she saw the video. She's like, when, when's the next one? When are we doing the next one? Oh, she's ready. Yeah. Eh? She's ready for the next one. It's like, yeah. Okay. When is the next one? Okay. I, I, I like mean, when George was asking me to, to do this, cause you guys do it at night. I can't, because of the curfew, I don't have access to my studio. I try not to bring the camera home. Cause she goes nuts. Mm. She like, I have videos from before we, I called you guys. She's sitting here going, hi, my name is and just like going, I'm like, what are you even saying? <laughs> so I was like, what are you talking about? But yeah, she goes nuts. She wants to make videos with me. Like I, I took her to the studio the other day for the first time in a long time. And then she, we walk in and she goes, because she hasn't been since the construction was happening because of COVID. She looks around, she goes, it's different. I go, yeah. She goes, I like what you've done with the place. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> she goes, yeah, you should move your refrigerator though so that I can do my videos on this wall. I'm like, what videos are you doing? I'm going to do videos. I'm going to have a vlog. It's like, what? You, who taught you these dirty words? Like, what? what <laughs> You're not going to whore yourself out on the internet like your father? No. No, but, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy because we've spoken about this on other episodes of how they, the, how the reality that they see themselves in, like in ten, fifteen years from now, is just night and day from anything that you could have imagined. You know, whenever. not really for me. Eh? Not really for me. Well, I mean, I, I deviated, so like. Yeah, 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 that's fine. But I mean, like Chris's Chris's son now, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I want to be a YouTuber and I want to, you know, like all these kids now are into this new, like technology stuff and they want to do what they see. Uh, Question. Yeah. Do you want, are you okay with this, Chris? I mean, I don't think, I don't feel like you would stop him if you weren't, but like, are you okay with that as a career aspiration? <laughs> Look, uh, it's a weird one. I think about it a lot. Because if you're it, not, send him to work with me for five days. He'll never want to do it again. It's not easy. It's fuck. No, it's look, a grind. Look, and you know what? If that's the case, I want him to figure out on, like, on his own, all I'm by just, himself. I'm not saying I'm gonna do anything to make it worse. I'm just let, no, let him see it. No, what I'm saying is like, I'm not at the point where I want to discourage him. How you know? Is he? So I, he's uh, 11. So I don't want to discourage him, but I want him to put the work in. So yeah. I tell him, look, I'll support you, but come up with something, figure it out. Give me a plan. Let, put a little outline. What do you want to do with it? What do you want to reach? You know what? Uh, you want to make people laugh? You want to, What do you want to do? Okay, and then, Dad, so <laughs> executive summary conclusion, I want to get access to them bitches. 
<laughs> Why not? As long as he thinks about it. As long yeah. as he has a plan, you know what I mean? He's going to work for it. It's fine. And the idea, you know what it was, Phil? It was like, let me challenge him a little bit. And the idea wasn't, I wasn't looking for good answers. I was looking, is he going to give up at the challenge? Yeah. Right? Uh, is it, is it going to be like, this is too many questions. I don't want. No, he didn't. Oh, so okay. look, I'm not going to discourage you. Still, no, I don't think you should. Yeah, I, he still has no, the idea no. for the video game. It's still a hobby, man. Well, he has the. It's a hobby. Yeah, he can look. He, he's looking into it. You know, he's, he's like what video game? games. Yeah, he well, so he wants in, to, he wants to be a Twitch streamer. He's into one video game. Oh yeah, which one? Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the age. That's that's what they I do. mean. My nephew is ten or eleven, also. And he went from being this fun kid that I would see at like parties <laughs> and we'd play soccer to it was like, where's, where's, where's John? Like he's in the basement. I go down. It's like dark. And he's like, I was like, what, what is this? Yeah. We all play. So I played with him. Have you ever played Fortnite? No. Oh, I watched it played and I can't. Have you I, ever yeah, tried? This, it's no, terrible. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's, I mean, Call of Duty, I understand. You're, you're, you're yeah, it's slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortnite, this is just like you're building fucking shit and you're running up. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I told him, I was like, this, this is not GoldenEye. That's for sure. <laughs> GoldenEye. <laughs> but like, you see, that, that's the problem I have with the, that's, that's what happened. He, he was never into video games that much. So let's say, let's say we, his time was 90% soccer. Right, ninety yeah. percent of the free time was soccer. But he was he was too young, and ten percent right? was video games. And now that kind of inversed because there's no soccer, like right? That. Video games never. No, I, I mean I had I had video game consoles, but I never went through like a heavy. No, I had a, never, in no. college. I played a lot of video games, but like that's because I was skipping school. Uh, I had free time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't end up at film school by accident. Like I got thrown out of every college, English college in the city. <laughs> Um, yeah, video. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not at that age where I need to worry about that kind of stuff yet. And mm. I mean, like, video games, I don't know. My daughter likes video games. Like, we play Sneaky Sasquatch, but like, that's just fun. Look, the video game is just like anything else, man. It's like if, if, it's, if it consumes you and you think about it all the time, and what's just taken away from you, you get aggressive, then you worry about it. But it's like, yeah, I, if you get aggressive, if, right? If you get aggressive, if, you know, but. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard. You don't have an answer for it. You want something crazy? No. I'm gonna yeah. two conversations we had, and I'm gonna merge them into a story from my childhood that further solidifies that my dad just doesn't care. I was obsessed <laughs> with my Nintendo, not my Super Nintendo, my NES, the first yeah. console, Super Mario Three. It was like all I thought about for two weeks after Christmas in 1991 or whenever it was. Fucking, my eyes were gonna bleed. Right? My dad tells me that's enough. Coincidentally, I never had sleep terrors, but I did sleepwalk a lot as a child. Okay. <laughs> so my dad took away the Nintendo. My plan was to, after he fell asleep, go and play Nintendo. I mean, it wasn't a very, it wasn't a master plan. I was like six uh, or five, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I didn't because I fell asleep. What I found out the next morning when I tried to turn on my Nintendo and it didn't work was that I had begun a series of sleepwalking events that night while my parents were trying to watch TV in the living room. And at some point I walked into the living room, asleep, leaned over, flipped open the Nintendo and pissed in it. No. I pissed in the Nintendo. Then I closed the lid and I pressed reset and I went back to bed thinking I had gone to the bathroom. And I asked my dad, I go, why the, why didn't you stop me? He's like, how do you even stop that? (laughs) (laughs) And that is possibly the greatest story from my childhood. I pissed in my Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, we blow dried it. It worked eventually. 
I, I can just like to dad telling your mom, shh, leave him, leave him. Yeah, leave him, leave him. They, apparently, they hours. never even, they didn't, they were like, what? Well, he's peeing in the Nintendo. It's over. That's done. Okay. Before they could even decide about doing something, you were already peeing in the Nintendo. Yeah, it was too late. Like, but I think, it's just I crazy. Think, I think that creeps me out the most. I, I, I don't know what I would do if anyone around me would be sleepwalking. That fucks me up. Honestly. My wife does Chris it occasionally. Yeah, Chris has some good experiences, but it would freak. <sighs> Why, Chris sleepwalks? You sleepwalk? No, no, my wife. Mine too. A lot. They must have given it to the kids. That's how it works, I think. Man, you I know, see. You're saying I a lot of stuff. I remember, and I'm, Phil, I'm seeing a lot of similarities. It's a little freaky. Uh, they were at the same OBGYN because I remember seeing her there. Around the same time we found That's out, maybe he did something. <laughs> the doctor's fault. maybe, maybe George, yeah, uh, bottom George, uh, Sadrizo, yeah. <laughs> I think Yorgi, I think I still have your Nintendo, man. I know that. And I asked you last time. You have my stuff in your basement downstairs, and I want it. I have to, I have to go <laughs> find it. Never lend anything to Chris. That basement. I never, I, I never had. I have drums so in there. People, people would come with their video game console to play. Yeah, because remember at some point in college, I think, we, we, we went through this run where we would stay up all night. We would just show up at your house. I think I had brought my Nintendo and my Nintendo 64. I but remember wait, them you being guys still have an operational one? Uh, it's at Chris's house, guaranteed, and I had a whole box full of games. I have to find it, man. It's, I have it's to find it and sell it. For I know, sell no, it. <laughs> no, don't sell it. I know exactly where it is. It's in that little closet right next to the TV there. Like the, <laughs> right at the Under wall. the staircase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've it never was... been in that basement, so I can't. Uh, I guess I had to be there. I still have it. Anyways, look, I'll look for it. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so no, don't lend stuff to Chris. Roger. Yeah, or amps. Don't let him an amp. No? <laughs> no. No, because <laughs> don't say it. Well, now you gotta say it. Oh, fair no. When, when did he give it, to, guys? Uh, this was uh, uh, Baluzaki. Baluzaki gave me an amp, or lent me an amp, or came to jam with the amp and left it there. It doesn't matter. After an two, amp. after two years, that amplifier became mine, and, and I think I gave it to somebody. <laughs> I think I gave it to somebody. He took, he took ownership and transferred ownership. <laughs> yes, and I gifted it. Like it's like it's okay. It's okay. Like, you, can uh, it. you can keep it. You that's know? like the laws of the sea, right? Like salvage. <laughs> salvage. Law, yeah. what, 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 what is that law? What is that law? What is that? It's finders keepers, basically. If something is okay. left, you salvage it. It's yours. Yeah, yeah. No, this one. It's like I took it. Look, it was a good deed. The guy he had a good heart. Uh, George, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, Baluzaki and look, I had to return it. So I, I in, instead of returning it to him, I think I gave it somewhere else where you know we could pretty much so appreciate amp, appreciate it. Lost? It's gone? No, no, it's it's in, it's in good hands. I just don't know where it is, but it's somewhere. Oh, I know someone somewhere. has it. Okay, that reminds me. I, yeah. I need to call. I, I had my uncle's guitar repaired. The George, all the stuff he told me to get done, I took it. Yeah. Uh, I have like uh, Chris doesn't know or George the other George. <laughs> By the uh, way, my, Chris th Phil thinks I'm an expert. <laughs> He still thinks so. Yeah, he no, no, I, I do not think he's he an expert. He calls me for musical I, tips, and he's like, "How do you? I'm like, okay, sure." I, look, I, I, I'm 34 years old. I've never played guitar. I decided during COVID to learn. Right, so I was my uncle, my uncle who passed away. I, I inherited his guitar basically, and it's it's a nice guitar. Like from the he bought it in the 80s, like early, 81. It's a Fender, and like what happened? <laughs> what the hell just happened, guy? Guys, the amp is right here. 
I have the amp. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the amp is right there. Right? It's under the thing. I thought, yeah. Is it my? Is, is it, it a crate? Because I'm looking for my amp too. <laughs> I don't have your crate. No. Okay. You have my amp. Go ahead, Phil. But but I have somebody's bass. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody's. Somebody. Wow. <laughs> but Phil, yeah, man. Look, uh, so you're learning how to play guitar. I mean, I, I I'm learning. Like honestly, you guys will laugh. Hold on. Yeah, play, play us the song, man. No, don't play, don't play. Don't play. No, the kids no, no, are no, sleeping. No. This this is where I'm at. Yes. Oh, you're like, there. That's, okay. That's where I'm at. Like I. Yeah. I can you, play like. You're at the point where if you don't go through that stage, you're never gonna play ever again. Basically, yeah. And I, yeah. it's not like I've tried many times and stopped. I've never tried. Yeah. Uh, so I got a guitar. Uh, my uncle loved it, so it's sentimental too. But it was like I restrung it, and it started making these crazy noises. So I was like, "Who do I call?" My dad plays a little bit of guitar. Like he didn't fully get through this stage, uh, but he learned a few songs basically, and he has a guitar at home. He's you couldn't call the guy who helped you propose. I don't have your number, so I called George. Yeah. I mean, I see George regularly. It seemed like an easier phone call. <laughs> and George is like, "Yeah, bro, it's it's, it's the next best. Thing. <laughs> it's warped." And the frets are worn, and he scared me. So I went to Diplomat on Bobien, and they're like, <gasps> "That's where I got my first guitar." Oh, is it really yeah. fun place? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, Small, I got this one. I bought this right. guitar from there, yeah. like because because uh, I figured the only way I'll learn this is if I have easy access. So I'm repairing that one, uh, like a bunch of stuff on it. That's gonna stay at the office, like more of a sh- like it's it was my uncle's. So I want to put it on the wall. But like I'm stuck at home, so I don't have a guitar. So I was like, "Fuck! I'll just buy another one." And then I realized that this is like drugs. Like, because when I left yeah. for that one, I stopped. And I was like, "What is that one?" He's like, "Oh, that's." And he explained it to me. I was like, "That's that's matte black and and smaller and nice and this it's the Malibu series by Fender. They, they have electric guitar necks and they're slightly smaller than like a full size guitar. They're like uh-huh. solid walnut. I was like, "This is." I mean, I want to put this on the wall. I don't even want to play it. And I'm like, Anna, what's my what's my guitar budget? She's like, come home now. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to give you an idea, my my work is very expensive. Like, on on my desk in front of me, I have like, I don't know, four, there's like nine thousand dollars right here. Oh, so yeah. I already have a very expensive hobby job. <laughs> hobby I job. I can't start buying. I mean, it was my hobby. It became my job, right? And and for anyone who cares, Sony just released the fucking camera of cameras today. I I. Oh yeah, I saw it. It's all I can think about it all day. It, it's I need to buy that camera, the FX3. George, you don't need it because you don't even know how to use it, so don't no. buy it. <laughs> and and it's four grand. So uh, I mean, it's four, it's expensive. a sti- it's a steal at four grand. Are you serious? Oh, wow. It is a steal. Similar cameras cost ten. Well, George has to worry about renovations. So. <laughs> yeah, when are you moving? <laughs> I've never seen somebody get so hard uh, about a camera. Well, oh, you should like see me. You should you should come to the studio. You should come to the studio and watch. <laughs> I should. I should take a tour of my 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 John Wick gear room that I built. <laughs> no, I'm coming because we're we're writing a documentary. Right, Chris. Yes. Chris yeah. It's the same thing. Like Classic. somebody walking into your house and wondering why the hell do you have a whole wall full of guitars? You know how I mean? many guitars do you have? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's uh, that's I too many. I know. Tw- yeah, twelve hanging. Wow. There's about three in a studio. And there's two and one in Toronto, I think. So uh, one in Toronto? and three and three bases. About 17 or 18, something like that. Four if you count the one you don't know. How many don't belong to you? Yeah. One. 
That's not bad. That's good. Now. That's pretty good. Wait, wait, wait. It doesn't belong to me. I don't know who gave it to me. It's, it's mine now. It's yours now, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a few lenses like that. I have no idea where they came from. But be, that's like, what it is. Yeah. I don't know where they came from, but no, they're but they're there now. They're, 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 they're now. yours. They're yours now. No one's ever claimed them, so they belong to me. They're not no, very no, good. Ones. <laughs> no, but Phil, it, it does get obsessive. Like I remember finishing high school and taking the metro with Chris and just hanging out the rest of the day at Ital Melody. Uh, like he would try out the guitars and I'll just watch him because <laughs> I suck. So I'm like, all right, Chris. I never understood man. that, George. How do you suck so bad? You were in all their shows, the band. Yeah, because I do rhythm. So it's like the easy, oh. like the easy part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, bro. Even I can do the rhythm parts. Yeah, there you go. So, no, all of <laughs> Let me see. Hold on, hold on. AM uh, and then AM. Yeah. 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 I'm doing it on purpose, dude. Relax. <laughs> Before I started, by the way, I, I found this uh, like a great like uh, beginner's intro to musical theory. I was like, let me understand what the fuck I'm reading first. And I'm glad I did. Like, because otherwise I would have given up already. Because at least not, like I'm at the level where if I'm trying to learn a song that I know, like uh, I'm doing a lot of the stuff you guys used to play, like Pixlax and whatever, that kind of stuff. Because mm -hmm. I like the, like the good, intros. It's a good place to start too, though. It's I good. think so too. Yeah. Um, but what the fuck do I know, right? <laughs> um, so what happened is like I've been following this guy his name is Damianos on YouTube he's the highest quality Greek guitar tutorials on YouTube that I've ever found like, well, there's, like there's like there's like three of them no I mean there's a lot of like shot on a potato with a lens but this guy, yeah. he, he's a, he makes a living as a guitar teacher in Athens and he posts the videos and he likes a lot of the same music. So it was useful. So I, I was learning, what song was it? The intro to the Topalium Palto, right? Mm -hmm. So I learned the first three, uh, not sets, what are they called? Like, uh, Chords. I mean, no, they're not chords because it's like you're playing the last string basically only, right? It's just the entries, that that melodic and the dun 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 dun. What is it? Mm -hmm. Okay. So this guy gets hacked. His YouTube page goes down. <laughs> now I'm like, what the fuck? What comes next? <laughs> it's, it's a song unfinished. I can't find it anywhere because he had like simplified it. So where I'm at to give you the example, uh, the point I'm trying to make is today for the first time I was able to instinctively figure out what comes next yeah like i'm ah, starting to understand yeah. the notes that's where bravo, bravo. it's good it's good uh, well, good luck with that i'll ever be uh it keeps me busy man like i'm i'm basically a, a da on dad leave now that's what i'm doing i'm home a lot with the kid you know it's crazy that two weeks ago three weeks ago somebody called me an old friend from socrates called me to give them guitar lessons <laughs> how old is he my age okay i mean like a lot four, of people, no but i'm just saying it's like uh, you know a lot a lot of people <laughs> guitar makers and guitar shops are making a killing in quarantine but yeah. the thing is i don't want to be animal shops uh, are they uh, yeah for lo like lonely people oh, well the covid helped with the guitars because actually we pre uh, pre-covid they were going down because people would rather do electronic stuff electronic stuff, keep, like, yeah yeah i mean I, I get it. It's interesting. And I, I can make rhythms and beats and like logic because I do it for videos sometimes. Yeah. Like I already have, I mean, it's, it's been years that I've been doing this. Right. So like I have uh, the ability to like understand rhythm and melody because editing is like music, right? Video editing. I just don't know any of the terminology or the notes. Like I can't read music. So I was like, I think I can do this. Um, 
we'll find out, I guess, to be continued. Yeah, you could. You can. I, I hope I can. I want to just be able to like sit down. All I really want from this experience is that I can come home when I'm tired, sit down and play the blues. I just want to play the blues. That's all I want to play. <laughs> it's the only thing I can play right now, like simple, like, you know, uh, like a Bo Diddley beat. It's the only thing I can play. I just sit here and I fucking I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm playing the fucking I'm in the Louisiana swamps, bro. It's hard out here. Yeah. It's great. That's, that's all I, I actually I meet George Thorgood. Yeah. That's yeah, what I do. I'm, I'm going to get a slide next week. Oh, yes. Give me your harmonica. Uh, yeah, I have a harmonica, actually. What were you saying? I miss jamming, guys. I miss it. Well, we started. We, uh, we were planning. We, we, we did one jump. One jump. Yeah, we, we, that is. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to. Uh, Cry about it. Yeah, we're not going to reveal everything. But, you, you know, we had started and. Show us your tits, George. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's not going to reveal everything <laughs> we're not going to reveal why we're jamming and everything but anyways the the, the, the whole point is that you know we just Ooh, suspense no but it's fun you, you understand we're going to help yeah it's to help somebody propose that's what we're doing <laughs> i'm i'm a i'm a gummist not a polygamist so i'm done no but you know after after so many years that you know like i mean at, at some point it was just chris that had to continue right nobody else was doing music uh, oh really yeah, I mean, John everyone, too. Johnny too. Oh yeah, and Johnny, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, everyone, yeah, we did, we did two bands with Johnny after that. Yeah, three, three bands. So yeah, yeah you. I've seen you everywhere playing music. Like literally, I'm yeah, walking, yeah. If there's Greek music playing. Chris is there. I even saw. I even saw me in one of your videos when you did the festival. The film festival, yeah. The film festival. Yeah, that's a that honestly. There's a nice shot aside, of me playing the is, bass. Yeah, amazing, amazing. That is that one was, of my best like random projects. Like I, amazing. I, they're like, can you make us a video? I'm like, oh god, it's dark. There's nothing to do here. But like, I had an idea when I got there. I was like, I'm fucking running with it. Very plus, well done. Plus, you inspired me. The shots with the glasses, the stuff, the, the when they were prepping. Oh yeah, the champagne. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. No, you that did was, nice honestly, shots. That yeah, thing yeah, no, has nice. fucking. I mean, I've done some really cool stuff that have like no views. That thing has thousands of views. It's the weirdest videos that take off. Like, well, we're like the one I the podcast episode I did last week. I looked earlier. It's like at seven and a half thousand views on Facebook. Yeah, because it's about COVID and it's a like a doctor who's giving information. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like the episode about Bigfoot that I did. Yeah, I mean I have a filler episode. <laughs> I, my guest canceled, so I was like, okay, on the fly. Bigfoot, is he real? I don't know. Uh, do you guys, I don't know if you guys are, maybe you're too old because you're older than me. Do you remember? Maybe we're too old. To remember this, to remember this. Like, maybe what I'm about to tell you, by the time I was doing this, you guys were, like, dating already. Saturday morning cartoons in the early 90s. Do you remember there was a, a Super Mario Brothers cartoon? Not the weird live action shit. Do you remember how it was like you'd be watching Super Mario one Saturday and then this continues the next Saturday? All of a sudden you get fucking Zelda. Do you guys remember this? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, at least one of you. So that's kind of what my podcast is. You never know if you're gonna get just me. I might have a guest that might not. It's all on, up in the air. <laughs> you never know when you get Zelda. <laughs> yeah, every soft is just Zelda. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll check it out. I'll check but it out. It was Mario and Luigi in human form. No, not that I'm one. About that. About a oh, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're it, absolutely they right. would it intro was, the yes. show and then it would go to a cartoon. Yeah, and it then was, sometimes uh, you just get of, Zelda. It was, that, it was that wrestler. <laughs> that wrestler with the long curly hair. Oh, yeah. He's got elastics coming out of his skin. What's his yeah, name? I don't know what his name is. Though. I was never Lou, into Lou, Lou something. Lou something. Lou Ferrigno? The Hulk? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it was Lou something. It was a wrestler. Anyway, I forget his name. <laughs> I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, with the Jerry Curl. 
the VO5 hot oil. Yeah. Yeah, no, Good but times. see, but for us, I mean, we hadn't, uh, so yeah, just, you know, to, to go back to what we're saying, I mean, we, we hadn't seen each other in forever. And then, so, and we, we didn't think anybody was even going to agree. Remember you guys where I'm like, oh, no, he's not going to come. Or oh, the other guy, nah, probably not. I'm like, guys, what are you talking about? No, I lost you. The, the jam. Music, music. Oh, the jam. He's back the to the jam. music. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, but, you know, luckily everybody was on board and it, it sucks, bro. Like, I think, I think we, like, we, like George said, we had one jam and we're like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then it's like everything closed down. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how it's been for a lot of people though like you get back into something i mean i wish i could jam i mean i can't jam i don't know how yet but like i'd be happy to sit in on a jam yeah yeah <laughs> just, a lot just, of people they're, they're doing guitar. they're doing the online thing man with uh what is it uh jam kazam jam kazam kazam jam what Someone, are, are you rapping right now what's happening no no no. there's, there's like a website you plug into the website you, hold your hands up you have an audio interface yeah, it's, just it's, that was so cool. Not bad, not bad. So you, George is the drummer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was he the ex jazz drummer? Yeah. Did you have a lot more hair? Why don't I recognize you at all? It's so crazy. And uh, it depends which era. My hair has gone through many eras. No, ex jazz. Oh, it was short. Ex jazz. It was short. Heaven's misery. Cyber's still yeah. here. Cyber's still there. That's mm, that's a big commitment, man. Good for you. <laughs> I had a goatee. I was at a goatee. <laughs> I never had, I had a goatee cyber's. for like. Had a goatee for like 17 years straight or something. Had a goatee in grade five. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great cut. Had a goatee in grade five. Husband. <laughs> At the end of a rap video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fucked up. I know, I know. I never got to do the music thing. Uh, one of my good friends is like a very skilled guitar player. Like, uh, he did all the music for my first two movies, actually, all the guitar. And uh, I mean, I just never see him now. Because like, I mean, I don't know if you guys experienced this. Like once I had kids, a lot of my single guy friends, I mean, I think they thought I died. It's <laughs> like, he must be dead now. <laughs> they, either, they either disappeared like instantly and like call every so often to check in. Or they're always like, hey, man, how are you doing? Oh, okay, I'm gonna let you go. Go be a dad. Go be a, like, they feel like they're interrupting something. I'm like, she's not doing anything groundbreaking. She's just farting. Like, I don't. I can talk. Yeah, it's weird. I don't really have many friends with kids, except for my one of my friends has kids, but that's it. I'm trying to think. No, it's just the one. Yeah. How many movies do you have? Uh, depends where you draw the line to what's considered a movie. Well, movie, short film, whatever. I mean, they're, they're all mostly short. Uh, I've done four. No, I did three shorts that were like, four festivals that did runs that I sent out and mm -hmm. I mean, they did they did okay one of them is actually really long it's like 40 minutes long I, I I oopsed like oopsie like I was trying to make a short it wasn't long enough to be a feature so it couldn't fit into any category so it was like what the fuck is a 42 minute short I'm like I can get it down to 39 They're like this doesn't help <laughs> but they did okay I mean like I submitted them to the catalog at Cannes and they got accepted uh, two of them got purchased like the rights to to air them uh, on like some small channels in Europe. One of them in uh, in Turkey, I had like a one month deal. I made like 500 lira or like whatever, like garbage, no money. Like they don't, the first one cost uh, 500 bucks to make. The second one cost 4,000 bucks to make. The third one, which was like the biggest one, uh, cost like 22, I forget how much it cost. It cost a lot of money. We never recouped any money, but they did well in festivals. And like- Which one was that? The zombie movie I made. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. made a zombie movie. 
I mean, I was, I had like a pattern. I, uh, during the financial crisis in Greece in 08, I made a film about like perception and how like the media was making Greeks seem lazy to justify what was happening. And then the Golden Dawn came to power in the crisis. I mean, nothing, no one's surprised there. Like it's just like in before the well, war, right? Like power is just that they, they gained no, some rose, power. They rose in support. Let's say, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I found out that they had a local chapter, and I was like mind blown by it. I was like, "What? How is that possible?" So I made that movie about the Golden Dawn. So everybody's like, "Okay, time for the third installment of this like Greek uh, social trilogy." So I made a zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all the same actors. Technically, it's a trilogy. It's like a spiritual successor. It's like first there was lies. Then there was Nazis, then the zombies came. Like it all, it all yeah. makes sense up here. <laughs> no, the zombie movie was uh, we were trying to pitch uh, Prime and Netflix, and it just didn't turn out the way we wanted. It's good, it's solid, like it's fine. You won't be like Ugh, watching it, you won't cringe. And the production value is like through the roof. I had really talented crew with me, but it just it's missing something. It's just it was something missing. And I and so you- I've done some doc work. I I did a punk rock. Uh, documentary where i was like i've done a bunch of stuff where i wasn't the director where i was the director of photography like if you want to know how many i have no idea i mean i've done a ton so with like 25 30 grand you could put something good together if no one gets paid (laughs) yeah i'm not even joking if no one gets paid 25 30 grand will get you the equipment and the food to keep them from revolting and make something visually okay oh wow twenty five thousand dollars is nothing it's nothing for a movie it's uh an indie starts at like 200k you're starting and you're you're still most people aren't getting paid and you're only getting paid from the tax credits <laughs> you, uh, do you No, that's how directors get paid no no i get it yeah i just it's uh it, it it's yeah, crazy it's surprising that's, that's why i do commercial work because I, I have kids and they're hungry <laughs> <laughs> yeah but oh, do, you ever, do you ever do you ever like do you miss it do you ever think fuck I every want- fucking day yeah yeah Every fucking day. Sometimes I'm on set and I'm getting get paid good money to do a pretty cool commercial project. And I look around and part of me is like, fuck this place. I should have been making movies. I mean, I shouldn't complain because it's still awesome. It really is. Yeah. But like, I've, I've been working. I feel like one of those guys is always like, oh, I'm working on my book. Like I've been working on a documentary for like five fucking years. Like I haven't shot a single frame of video. Just because yeah. I can't figure out. I just cut myself with a, the knife I've been playing with. Um... <laughs> Uh, I just can't figure out how to make it make sense more. Like it's, I'm still trying to flush out the story, but it's become like a joke. Like I'm never something I'm never gonna do. It's gonna be on my tombstone. He almost made that documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Movies always interested me, man. Directing, uh, film, the, the, the creative process. I always like that. And you know what? Just as dads, we're getting into this a little bit more now with the videos, and it's just a blast. I love it. Yeah, George told me all the things you think you're going to be able to do solo, the three of you, and I laughed so hard. Let me dream. Let me dream. I'm a dreamer, baby. Yeah, that's the one thing I've lost. uh, Because I do this for a living now, I've lost that ability to not look at something and be like, that's a great idea. I look at it, I'm like, it's going to need this. This is going to cost this much money. We probably can't do it. Like, even Pantelis gets mad. He writes a script. I'm like, where are we getting a budget to shoot an epic mobster pick in ancient Greece? Like, where's this happening? Like, what's happening here? Who's paying for this? He's like, oh, oh you, can, you can always raise capital, man. I've you, can, you can raise money for this. There's, there's angel investors right now that will, that will give you their own money. You don't even have to yeah. go through a fund. No one's going to invest in an indie film during COVID because there are no returns. Unless you find a cinephile who just wants to put money in. 
which I've experienced. Well, like I've had well actually the investors today that are investing their money, they're not investing for COVID, they're investing for after because like everything's gonna go crazy after, right? The market is another, gonna go insane. Another clue, another clue he's dropped to what he does for a living. Interesting. No, I'm just I'm just saying a lot of people are gonna a lot of people are gonna open oh, you're up right. you're absolutely right. A lot of people are gonna open up bars, even if the bar lasts a year, it doesn't matter. Let me capitalize for one year and close it. You know, I wonder when that year is going to come, though. That's a different story. I mean, year one. We should reset. You know what? Fuck. <laughs> let's reset. One. Uh, we'll call it AC after COVID. Or wait, are we doing AC already? <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. You're going to cross Christianity. But I want to. I want to do. I want to do movies. I want to do documentaries. I want to write. I want to do scripts. I want to do all I mean, sorts of stuff. One of one of your com- I don't know if there you guys know him. The the guy I asked you about George. His kids at the daycare too. What's his name? Pano. His name, no, Jerry. Oh, uh, Dipa. Yeah. Yeah. He approached me about something pretty interesting. And I just realized as I said that, I never called him back. That was like four weeks ago. That's nice. I should nice. call him back. Now you got daycare drop off. No, I'm going to call him back. <laughs> I completely forgot. I know we're, we're, we're moving. Like we're selling, we're signing on at the end of the week. Uh, we sold our condo because like we're out of space. And uh, like, that's all we've been doing. It's like centrist all the time. It fucking sucks. Like, I don't know where the hell we're going to end up. So like, I've been kind of like uh, hyper-focused on that and whatever work I can get done. But yeah, it's time for a house. Like you guys are real dads. I have no home. I have a car. I mean, I mean either. I, li- I live in an apartment. Yeah, it's not the same though. No, but you have square footage. Have square footage. Yeah, yeah, you, I do. You have basement? No, no basement. You told me everything's in the basement. In his mom's house. Yeah, my mom's. I love my parents. I told you. That's that's kind. Of, it's it's genius, really, is what it is. Like I, like like I live with my parents without living with my parents. It's genius. Trust me. I mean, like I'm in the I, same building. My like, parents. Like, are, my parents are in a duplex, but my grandparents are alive and well. So there's there's a vacancy issue, <laughs> right? So it's it's prime. It's prime location. I I have my eye on it. Living and you in know a what? duplex. And you know what? Because we're so close. It's almost like we're far apart. Like they won't get in your business. That's right. Because we're them, so close. There you go. You got it. I, uh, dude, I know. I grew up with my grandparents downstairs. Yeah, yeah. My mom's parents. Yeah, yeah. It's genius. It's, a, it's, 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 it's an amazing It's an amazing setup. I wish my kids' kids do the same. Like it's going to be the whole house, just family. Yeah, we'll like break down the walls. Yeah. Multi-generational. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that, that I can live with my parents right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's sure. watching this episode. He's like, Shit. he's probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> come over, come live here. Who, my dad? Yeah. No, my dad for sure doesn't want me living with them. I don't even <laughs> doubt it for a second. I don't doubt that for one second. I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. We're grown men. We shouldn't live with each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange. I've never even, as an adult, vacationed with my father. The idea of having to share a home with him again sounds bizarre and and strange. Very strange. Like he's getting older now. I don't want to see him frail and shit in his like little underwear in the morning. I don't need that. I want to remember him in his glory. I want to remember him in his glory days, wearing tidy whities smoking a cigarette in the morning with a mustache in 1997. He was young. He was in his prime. You think of a fuck? And some throwing spatulas on you. Oh, that was later. Before, before throwing spatulas. That was later. My, my, I can feel my dad shaking his head. Like I say the words and I like it tri- ripples in the universe. He's like, he's saying dumb shit about me. I feel it. Where? I can feel it. <laughs> what he's the like hell looking did he around. Do? What did he do now? What the fuck did he do now, that kid? 
All right, guys, it's getting late. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> we kept uh, we kept Phil up. We don't want to get him in trouble. Oh, wow, we went along. Uh, no, you kept my wife up because the bed's in here. She can't sleep. Oh, poor girl. Yeah, do apologize for us. Um, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for coming on, uh, Phil. I appreciate it. We're gonna we're gonna. Uh, I think did we start recording yet? <laughs> imagine, imagine we hadn't been recording all this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you ignite a little curiosity in Chris, and I get excited because I've been on set with you. And I, what do you? I, oh, you mean professionally? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, Sorry. man. You did, you did, and it's. Uh, I've been thinking for a while. Because you know what you said about uh, your, well, your video, your, your filming becoming like work. I kind of went through a phase where my music did that and I didn't like it. And I had to I bring it back. Most people do when they do. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Income. Yeah. There's and no it, reason you know, to feel guilty about it. You, fight you lose the magic. You lose the magic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Temporarily. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to yeah. find ways to get it back. So you make my videos and I'll play your concerts. Awesome. everything's canceled because of covid it works out <laughs> all right guys thanks for tuning in um once again uh am 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 be mage be mage be mage be mage be mage see hashtag what's the beat hashtag yeah uh, is it on here? Can I let see hashtag? All right. Thank you for having me, Dad. All right, guys. Go Can I do right. it before we go? Can go I do it before we go? Subscribe, follow us on all the social media platforms and on all social media and yeah, all the, whatever. It's late. Audio, social media. All of them. Smash that like button. Smash it. Uh, Phil, thanks again, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nice uh, to have you on, Phil. Ciao, all right, bye, guys. Bye-bye. Take care, man. Have a good one. <laughs>